With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, back, ready to go, J-Mac in tow. It's the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us on a Thursday, a summer Thursday. Thanks for making us part of your day. I was gone for a day and went and watched an amazing fireworks show that included fireworks and drones. And I don't know how they do it. I got no idea. I've seen it on the internet. I watched it up close. One of the craziest things I've ever seen. Uh, so as fireworks shows, regulations in California, you can't have a lot of fireworks shows in certain communities. This drone fireworks show thing, I don't know. First of all, that's amazing. <laughs> and then the FAA just cleared flying cars. The whole world's changing oh, fast. Wait, flying cars like the Jetsons? Yes. It's official. Wow. Yeah. Are they expensive? I, I, might I would think they are. It'd be a lot quicker than can, my commute to work here. Can you imagine our mothers driving in flying cars? <laughs> my mom won't <laughs> drive in L.A. when she comes. She's like, no way. It's crazy out here. All right. So I want to start with this. I had a boss years ago, and his theory was sometimes the best move is the one you don't make. There's so many moves going on all over tech and the media. Sometimes just stay put. People will make mistakes, and you'll move up by not moving down. Everybody wants to be, you know, seen as a visionary. I can see around corners. I'm going to take a big, splashy move. Sometimes the best move is the one you don't make. Discretion. And so I saw this this morning. I couldn't tell you the last time I led a show with the New York Knicks. But this was very encouraging. Apparently, the Knicks were in contract talks with Paul George of the Clippers. Very good player, like him a lot. A lot of injuries, getting older, not getting healthier. And the Knicks said, we like a lot of this, but the price is too high. We're not going to do it. Ten years ago, it wouldn't have mattered the price. The Knicks would have made that move. Five years ago, the Knicks probably make that move. I've been told by a source I trust, they're not going to extend Paul George with the Clippers. Too many injuries, not available. Steve Ballmer's not into it, nor should he be. And I like Paul George. But the New York Knicks are really close to being really good. Now they're good. They're not really good. They're good. There's a lot of reasons they're good. Jalen Brunson, point guard, is not only effective and productive, he's got a very nice contract that shrinks next year and the year after. It doesn't go up, it goes down. It's not punitive to the team. Second reason, Julius Randle's a nice complimentary piece. Two-time All-Star, plays hard. Probably a three, not a two, but he plays his butt off. You know what you're getting. He's got a style. He leans into it. Number three is, they have 11 first-round picks in the next seven years and all sorts of nice, movable parts. Uh, R.J. Barrett, Josh Hart, Emmanuel Quigley, nice players you can move. A lot of teams would like those players. Not super expensive. And the fourth reason is they just want a playoff series. The building's full. People like being associated with the Knicks. It's the first time in a long time. They're not a tire fire. The best move is often the one you don't make. 
You see the Dallas Mavericks taking a swing at Kyrie and then doubling down. Doesn't that feel like panic? You see teams panic. Years ago, the Knicks panicked with Carmelo Anthony. They made a move in season, gave up the farm. By the time Melo got to the Knicks, they didn't have good supporting players. Rumor was after the year he was going to go to New York anyway. They panicked. Amari Stoudemire, Phoenix, bad knees. Everybody in Phoenix knew it. They panicked. Paul George is a really, really high-end two-way player. I'd love to see him on the Knicks, but the deal's got to be right. You've got momentum. You've got your quarterback. He and Randall are both on workable deals. You've got 11 first-round picks in seven years. You've got hard-working players with a coach that drives them that you could move in multiple deals. The Knicks are one smart move away from going from good to really good and two smart moves from going from good to really good to potentially great. They're here. Don't go after Dame. He's small. He's expensive. And you've already got a guy that should have his hands on the ball constantly, Jalen Brunson. Don't go after James Harden. Nobody says you're going to. Don't. He's too erratic. You've got young, hardworking, focused players. One smart move away. Don't panic. You panic with Stoudemire. You panicked with Melo. Paul George is one of my favorite two-way guys in the league. I'd make a deal, but it's got to be right. Don't give away too many picks. Don't give away guys who are supporting rotational players. The price has to be right. He wants an extension. If the Clippers are not going to give him an extension, why should you? Way to go, Knicks. Way not. Way not to make a rash move. All right, so I saw this story. Still some NBA stuff. We're moving to football, though, today, later in the show. A lot of it. So, um... There's a story about uh, inside the Trailblazers, Damian Lillard talks. And his agent, reportedly, uh, Aaron Goodwin, has been calling prospective teams and telling him, don't make a move for Dame. He doesn't want to go there. Uh, This is according to um, ESPN. ESPN has been told that Aaron Goodwin, the agent, is calling teams. Dame will be unhappy. He only wants to go to Miami. And uh, so, first of all, I'm going to call the bluff. Dame's not going to be a villain. All athletes end up in a new city. They hit baskets. People cheer for them. They want selfies and autographs, and the player feels loved again. But as we've noted, Dame is two things, great and has a small trade market. Last two years, a smaller player's hurt, a defensive liability, super expensive. And the truth is, as much as I like Dame, there's no proof he makes other players better. He's only averaged over eight assists a game once in his career. And oh yeah, size is now trending back in the NBA and he's small. I said a couple days ago, he is the convertible sports car of players. Only works year-round in a couple of places. Miami would be the best. But he's not going to pout. I'd call him on his bluff if I was the Blazers. He doesn't want to be a villain. He's a good guy. He'll score. He'll be championed. He'll be loved anywhere he goes. I'd still move him. But in this situation, there's there's a sense that um, the Blazers have no leverage. And Miami may have more, but Miami doesn't have a lot to give Portland. They don't want Tyler Hero, period. They've made it public. They've leaked it. They don't want him. He can be a little disruptive, a little immature, and they got a bunch of young guys. They don't need that in the locker room. They want older, mature guys for their young guys. Totally get it. Super smart. We saw Memphis last year. Kind of young, kind of immature. They went sideways. Who'd they bring in? Marcus Smart, a veteran. So Portland's got no interest in Tyler Hero. Not mature enough. Good player, not mature enough. But here's the advantage the Blazers have, and it's a real one. One, Dame doesn't want to be a villain and won't be. Agents say a lot of things. He's not going to pout. The second thing is the Blazers are in a great spot. If you're going to sell a home, the greatest leverage you have, you like the house. You're in no hurry. I mean, you like it. You like living in it. It's a safe neighborhood. You like it. It's not going to be your future. You'd prefer to move it in the next six months to a year, but your leverage as a seller is, I like my house. I really do. I'm going to wait for the right people or the right number. And that's where Portland is. They're not winning the championship next year. They're too young. They know it. The teams that want Dame, Miami, and Philadelphia 
Philadelphia's got to win now. There's a lot of heat on the GM. There's a lot of heat there. They just moved off Doc Rivers' new coach. They got to win a second playoff series. They got to win now. And Miami, Jimmy Butler's not getting younger. Dame's not getting younger. They want him in now. Close the deal. They're already moving pieces to get him available for their roster. So the teams that want Dame are in the win now, put it together now, off-season chemistry now. That's where they're at. Portland, they like their house. They'll live in it for another year. They got leverage. They're not going to win a championship. It's a young roster. They want to make it right. So there's this view that Dame will only go one place. He and his agent have the leverage. What's the hurry for Portland? No coach's job is on the line. GM's not in trouble. The young players are growing and getting better. Their stars are rookie. Everybody's going to bake in mistakes and immaturity. You like Dame. He's loved in the community. I just talked to somebody yesterday who saw him at a pool party. Everybody loves Dame. He's great. Why do we got to move him in the next six months? All right, we'll wait to the trade deadline. <laughs> I mean, the contract's already done. Again, the leverage here is we're not in a hurry to sell. What, 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 what are, we're all about the next six years, not this year. Miami wants him in-house as soon as possible, in the building, in the state, in the facility, on the roster. So um, this contract, I, I, I don't buy that he wants to be a villain, and I don't buy Portland has no leverage. You got to take care of yourself. You're not going to send him to the Pistons. But it's not like San Antonio, Popovich, Wembenyama, and Cap Space is a horrible place. Philadelphia, I heard a story the other day. Boston, you think he's going to go to Boston with that passionate fan base and quit and not play hard? I don't buy it for a second. You go to a Philadelphia and a Boston and you dog it, you don't want to go outside. You don't want to go out and eat. Dame's not going to be a villain. He's going to be good wherever he goes. I think Portland ideally would love to get him to the east. Miami's fine. But Miami better figure out another team in this deal because they just don't have anything Portland wants. There's a reason the Tyler Hero story keeps coming out over and over and over. Portland's leaking that. We're not taking him. We're not interested. He's not mature enough for a young guy. Portland's getting that out there. You better give us more than Tyler Hero. Duncan Robinson, we'll take. Draft picks, we'll take. That's not part of the deal. I do not buy Miami's got all the leverage and Portland's got none. Don't buy it at all. All right, J-Mac. You're, 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 I'm not sure if you're quite in line with that. I'm digesting it, Colin, and I pull up Lillard's contract. And you seem fine with Portland. Hey, we'll just, we'll just keep Dame. We're not yeah. going to, you know, lose him for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. He's making $45 million this year. Yeah. And he's going to be soaking up a lot of minutes in the backcourt. A lot of shots from your young guys. You talk about this process yeah. built. Hey, let's get this new six-year process going. How can you do that with Dame on the roster? Well, let me ask you. What would be wrong playing Scoot 26 minutes and not 42? Well, how's he playing 26 when they still got Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons, who you're paying uh, 24 mil? There's just a logjam of players. I don't think Scoot can get 10 minutes with Dame Lillard Scoot, out there healthy. Dame and Simons. Three guards rotate. Dame gets the most minutes. I and mean, again, if, if, if you think Miami's... It, oh, by the way, uh, they also kept uh, your guy, um, uh, Jeremy Grant, at like $31 million a year. Don't Some love that number. contract. Don't love it. But he's not a bad player. He's an 18-9 guy, isn't he? He's a so decent player. So when do you decide, hey, you know what, Dame? Uh, we wanted to do you right, but you know what? We got to do what's best for us. Well, and you didn't want to leave last year when we could have sold you for a lot more. Ask yourself this. Why is all this stuff leaking? Because everybody wants it out. Because both sides want to make a deal. The, the reason anything gets out is because somebody wants it out. You and I have secrets. You and I know stuff. Doesn't know. get out if we don't want it out. I know stuff. Yeah, you know stuff. <laughs> the Tyler Hero Portland angle. It keeps getting out. We're not including him. Like, that's not going to be the deal. Why do I know that? Because Miami's offered Tyler Hero as a gem of the deal. And Portland leaks it. Not interested. That's telling every team in the league. That we're not taking that Miami deal. All this stuff is being leaked because people want it mm. out. It's telling you Miami wants to do the deal quickly, and so does Portland. But I, this idea that Portland's got no leverage, I don't buy. Dame's not going to go and sulk. He's not. That's not who he is. Also, he's a scorer. 
So he's the kind of guy, like it'd be one thing if he was Ben Wallace, he was a 10 and 10 <laughs> effort guy, and he didn't give you the effort. Like that guy, Dame's a score. He's not going to go on the floor and not shoot. And when you hit baskets, you get cheered and loved. Anywhere Dame goes, he's going to be loved. And by the way, he had injuries the last two seasons. What if he gets hurt again? At what point does anybody want to trade for him? Uh, for any kind of deal that Portland benefits from. This is just a disaster of a situation. I know you're trying to put lipstick on a pig again, which I appreciate to start the show, but Colin, this is a, I would say, unmitigated disaster <laughs> for Portland. They, imagine if they had traded him and said, last summer, you could have got like a Gobert-type return, like five number one first-round picks for Dame last summer. Now, Tyler Hero and, and some spare parts? Uh, going to be a third team involved. Oh, yeah. three, but you, now, know what the, you know what they say? A three-team deal is a no-team deal because they're impossible to make happen. All right, so you and I, just, I think Portland's going to do fine. Remember, yeah. when you trade the star, you almost never get equal value back. When the Lakers yeah. traded Shaq, they didn't get equal parts. What you hope to get is good picks, serviceable players, and get better fast. And they did. They eventually got Pau Gasol, right? But in the end... Miami's going to win the deal if they get him the first two years because they're getting a superstar joining two other stars. We don't. We know Portland's not going to win this deal, but if Portland gets three, four picks and guys with expiring contracts and then one nice rotation, rotational player, in three years, Portland could have won the deal because, as you That's said, fair. Dame's an injury away from not the same player. So you have to realize when you trade a star, whoever gets the star wins the deal for two years. Right? Shaq in Miami won the deal. Yeah. But five years later, the Lakers used picks and players. Gasol, they were good for years. Yeah. I think they got to the finals three and won two. Yeah. So the Lakers won that deal over time. They got more titles out of it. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I was thinking about this, is that I saw a story, Kyle Juszczyk, very good, think of being a Pro Bowl, kind of the tight end fullback for the Niners. They use that position deftly, wonderfully, uh, more than anybody in the league that I can think of. And, and, and Juszczyk came out and talked about Brock Purdy winning the job. I can't really say. Like, at the end of the day, it's up to Kyle. And with Brock recovering from his injury, he can't really be in a competition during like OTAs and that sort of thing. We'll see when we get back for training camp um, how much he can do. But from my understanding, it seems like, you know, Brock has the upper hand. And I don't know if that's, you know, the official word. Uh, it kind of is. Word is they want to move off Trey Lance. And Darnold is viewed at this point as a really capable backup. 
So what if, what if, because of where he was drafted, we're not giving Brock Purdy his due, that he's actually really, really good, and they found their quarterback? There's three reasons why I think this is possible. Number one is Iowa State's a mediocre football program. They had four winning seasons with him. Even with an elite coach, when he left, they went 1-8 and eight in an average conference. They fell off a cliff without him. I say on this show all the time, it's not just what you do where you arrive in life, what happens to the place you leave. With a good coaching staff, Iowa State went into the tank without him. 1-8 and eight in a bad conference. Secondly, Matt Hasselbeck, sixth round. Brady, sixth round. Romo, undrafted. Cousins, Dak, fourth round. Kurt Warner, Hall of Fame undrafted. About every third to fourth year in this league, we find a really, really good quarterback, sometimes undrafted, later rounds. Matt Hasselbeck got to a Super Bowl. Really great Seahawk quarterback. Took him a while to figure it out. Six-round guy. And the third thing, let's deep dive on the eight games he played and didn't get hurt. He not only went 8-0, he led the NFL in passer rating. And I know what you're saying. Well, it's the roster and it's Kyle Shanahan. Well, Trey Lance has that roster and Kyle Shanahan. Been there longer and reportedly they're moving off him. Skylar Thompson, by the way, has that same system with Mike McDaniel, the former Niner coach. Skylar Thompson's not very good. It doesn't work for everybody. It works for Tua, really talented, first-round pick, and it works for Brock Purdy. And what's amazing is that with this complex system, it worked overnight. Like now, first time in. Even with Matt Ryan, it took a second year to when they really, really popped. What are the chances? Brock Purdy's really good. 8-0, and led the NFL in passer rating as a rookie. And by the way, when you come in as Mr. Irrelevant, that's the name for the last person picked, you know, it, it's not like you have the respect of the room, right? It's kind of a joke title. You never hear anybody dog him. They love him. They are into him. Don't tell me this system works for everybody. Tua is a lot better in it than Skylar Thompson. And if you look at Brock Purdy and Tua, same size, both athletic, enough, neither a great arm, both can make all the throws. They're, they're kind of similar. Size, arm strength, mobility. I think Tua is a more natural thrower than Brock Purdy, but both were really successful college quarterbacks. One played with much greater talent around him, Tua, than Brock Purdy. But look at what happened when Purdy left Iowa State and a good coach. They went 1-8 in the Big 12. I'm not talking the, the Big 10. I'm not talking the SEC. They were a bowl team with Brock Purdy. They were a disaster last year. We've got a precedent here. Everybody's talking about Brock Purdy. We're waiting for Darnold or Trey Lance. Folks, we all watch football. It happens all the time. In fact, when you look at the starting quarterbacks who I think will win their division, it is odd. I've got Allen or Tua, a couple of first-round guys, Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Mahomes. Those are stars. Those are first-round quarterbacks. In the NFC, Jalen Hurts, second round. Derek Carr, second round. But it does feel weird. It's Stafford. It's Goff. It's Hurts. It's Carr. It... Brock Purdy. But I bet if you went back the last 30 years, you'd find that over and over again. Is that you start finding that quarterback who's a later round pick. Don't kid yourself. Dak Cousins, Hasselbeck, Brady, Warner, Romo. We get this a lot more than you think. About every third, fourth, fifth year, you get a guy, and that team doesn't have to pay him for years. And don't kid yourself. Lynch and Shanahan love the idea. They have to pay the quarterback anything for like three more years, two more years, nothing. Huge advantage if you want to be able to compete with Philadelphia 
They've got a stacked roster. The only roster that works in the NFC against Philadelphia, player for player, is San Francisco. It only works if Purdy can be the guy and you don't have to move off anybody for the next few years. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So you and I don't love the deal Daniel Jones got with the Giants. There's a story out today, Dan Duggan of TheAthletic.com, good site, subscription-based, really good writing, um, that he asked for $47 million a year and ended up at 40. And the article says, which isn't crazy, it, it leaves him as the ninth highest-paid quarterback in the league. Well, it looks a lot crazier when you see who the seventh and eighth highest paid quarterbacks are. Mahomes and Allen, Stafford, Dak, and then Jones. Now it looks crazy. So there's a lot of things that worry me. He's 10 games under 500, is Daniel Jones as a starter. His touchdown to interception ratio is under two to one. That's not good. But the one that really jumps out to me and is almost never discussed, he has a losing record in division, eight, nine, and one. And that's something. Because as I'll show you, the difference between misses, capable, and stars is always that in-division record, or usually. So I'll give you an example. Two quarterbacks we like but don't love, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. In-division, they're winning quarterbacks. Dak Prescott is 27-7. and Well, he's a B-plus quarterback. Kirk Cousins with Minnesota as the guy, even with a coach he didn't like, 17-10-1. That includes against Aaron Rodgers twice a year. Those are good quarterbacks. Now let's go to great quarterbacks in division. Tom Brady was 86-21. Big Ben rolled through his conference. Mahomes 27-3. So, so let's just stop right there. So that's good quarterback to great quarterback in division. You're playing five games of your 17, used to be 16, against these teams. It's really been the most noteworthy part of Dak Prescott. Not his playoff games, not his stats. He's really good in division, and it gets him to the playoffs. So people will say with Daniel Jones, he got to the playoffs. Let me show you a couple of guys that um, Mitch Trubisky also got to the playoffs, won a division. By the way, Marcus Mariota, like Trubisky and like Daniel Jones, quiet, got to the playoffs, won some games, had clear talent. Trubisky first-rounder, Mariota first-rounder, Daniel Jones first-rounder. Nobody disputes they're talented. Do you build your franchise around him? Do you pay him a fortune? So let's look at... Trubisky in division, Mariota in division, and Daniel Jones in division. Those are misses. 8, 9, and 1, 10, and 11, and 8, and 9. Marcus Mariota, after four years, was bench. That's what he was at the time, 8, and 9. So we don't talk about this much, right? But if you want to know the difference between a miss, good and great, start with how they do in division. Remember, in division, you face the coordinators, see you over and over and over. A lot of the defensive players see you over and over and over. The tricks don't work. Surprises don't work. In the end, everybody knew with Marcus Mariota. He could be accurate, like to run, run too much, hit him, he'll get hurt. They figured out with Trubisky, he's a front leg thrower, ball dies at 20, 25 yards, not going to beat you down the sideline. They knew his limitations. With Daniel Jones, put many in the box, stop Saquon, force him to beat you. He did against the Vikings twice, pretty average the rest of the year. So that in-division number is a real thing. They're the most familiar with you, right? Like you live with somebody for a while, or you're a neighbor of somebody for a while, you kind of get a feeling if the couple gets along, are they partiers? You know your neighbors. What time do they get home? How often are they home? How loud is it at night? Same in the NFL in division. You kind of, everybody knows in division what a guy can do and what he can't do. And so that would be the stuff that would worry me. It's not the overall career record. It's not necessarily TD to interception ratios. Matt Ryan's isn't great, but he was an MVP and got to a Super Bowl when he had Kyle Shanahan. 
But it's that in-division stuff. It feels very Trubisky and very Marcus Mariota. In the end, just don't win enough of those games you're supposed to win. J-Mac, I think that's one of the ones you'll agree with me on. The um, I, I can't... Can I just jump in? 47 mil. Does that seem realistic that Daniel Jones would think that highly of himself? Well, agent's job is to reach an agreement, agreement level. So they come in high, team comes in low. But I, I've said this before, is there's always two stories. The story that makes it to the press and then the real story. In fact, in our first hour today, what have we talked about? Why is the story out? Stories get out when somebody wants them out. So the truth is... In this story, everybody says nice things. The GM is happy. The coach is happy. This was the Mara family. He looks like Eli. He's Southern. David Cutcliffe connection. The, the, the Manning Passing Academy. This feels like they believe they've had so much chaos, they found their next Eli. But my argument is Eli was from a different generation than Daniel Jones. Eli played high school football, had limited starts, went to Ole Miss, won a lot of games, had some spectacular numbers, Whereas Daniel Jones similarly played in the South. But younger quarterbacks, go back to Eli's first year when he broke in and Daniel Jones. You're talking like 15-year difference here. Football's different. Quarterbacks now have far more throws before they're 15 years old, far more camps, far more coaching. The coaching is significantly better. So I'm far less patient with Daniel Jones than I was with Eli. And oh, by the way, by year two with Eli, he was winning big games. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1 800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. And this is a, you know, we're, we're kind of waiting for camps to start, right? And we're waiting for the Dame trade and camps to start. And I, th I think an interesting team that has a decision to make is the Chicago Bears. I think they're very interesting. And so, you know, when, when a team is trying to figure out if their quarterback is the guy, they always blame people. 
it should be noted, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, behind atrocious offensive lines, were great really quickly. And the Bears' O-line last year was middle of the pack. Sorry, it wasn't atrocious. So two years in with Justin Fields, he's completing 59% of his throws, almost as many picks as touchdowns, and a bad passer rating. He's a bad quarterback. He's also 1-8 and eight in division. The O-line is not a disaster. They've hit on a couple of the young ones. The tight end group, wide receiver group now, four really good players. I won't count Chase Claypool. Mooney, DJ Moore, Cole Komet, Robert Tanyan, very productive, good players. No more excuses. Backs are more than serviceable. But here's the tricky part. And I watched this with Cam Newton a little bit. Is that Cam was a highlight guy and a YouTube guy but struggled on basic stuff. And it's easy. The fans in the media fall for sensational. And what it becomes is like a bad action movie. Two hours, three really good scenes surrounded by crap. Nothing against Cam. Cam could not complete enough passes. Never had back-to-back winning seasons. But people fell for the spectacular. And let me give you three quarterbacks who had a lot of spectacular and struggled completing passes and all turned the corner. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson. They were highlight quarterbacks, YouTube guys. And then by year two, year three, they became accurate throwers of the football. Cam never did. Cam never did. Go look, 57, 58, 59. It matters. And by the way, Jalen Hurts does not sacrifice any of the spectacular. Either does Lamar and either does Josh. But if you go back and look at Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, by the way, in his last three years, completes 65% of his passes. That's the league average. Jalen Hurts, 66.5%, above the league average. Again, when you're spectacular athletically, Josh Allen hurts Lamar. I'm not asking you to complete 69%. You got to get to the league average. Average. And then if you can add the spectacular, then you're a star franchise guy. Lamar Jackson was a highlight guy. Year one, 58%. Last four years, 64% and spectacular. So I think Justin Fields very interesting. We got two years. I watch guys with worse O lines perform at a higher level. Luke Getze, more than capable as an OC. Two very productive tight ends now. DJ Moore, Mooney, nice wide receiver tandem. I won't count the inconsistent and possibly regressing Chase Claypool. Won't even count him, though I think he's a capable three. Big, strong, capable three out of Notre Dame. But it's the league average is 65%. Right now, Justin Fields is not close. And by the way, I'm not against spectacular athlete guy, Josh Allen, Jalen, Lamar. They've all become excellent franchise guys, all top six or seven in the league. But they moved from spectacular to also league average, just getting the ball completed. That ends up being about six passes that hit the grass, hit the dirt. You got it. No more excuses. So I'm very interested Minnesota shouldn't be as good. Green Bay won't be as good. Detroit will be better. This should be a playoff team. They are more than capable. Yes, the defense isn't great. Not a lot of great defenses in the NFL. San Francisco's is, and the Chiefs and the Eagles could go up and down the field on it. I mean, in the end, got to win on the offensive side of the ball. You don't, hey, Buffalo's had a great defense. They're regressing. Kansas City played nine rookies. They won the Super Bowl. Um, All right, so sometimes it looks like something's happening. Um, I don't know it to be true, and I don't, I didn't get a call back when I called a source yesterday. But you ever see something and you're kind of suspicious, a little suspicious. So if you look at the Golden State Warriors, they do not have a player over 6'9". Not one. Chris Paul, very good with Biggs pick and roll. Surplus of guards. Mooney, Chris Paul, Steph, Clay, 
the rookie, Gary Payton. Surplus of guards. No size. Boston moves off Marcus Smart and Brogdon's hurt. They need a guard. And they have plenty of size. Call me crazy, but Boston is not a championship team. I do not believe. In the East, their current situation at guard. Just don't believe they are. With Brogdon's injury and moving off Marcus Smart, they're not good enough. There's too many guys. Who's going to defend Jalen Brunson when he comes to town? The, the Knicks are not that far behind now. You got your Donovan Mitchells. You got a lot of top guards. You can't have a backup there. You can't get abused at that position. Golden State's got a surplus. They need size. Boston has size. J-Mac, I can feel it. The Celtics are up to something. Accumulating picks. They're not going to get Dame. They're, I don't think it's a Dame move. And I'm not sure Dame would fit. He'd take the ball out of everybody's hands. I'm not sure that's it. Dame doesn't necessarily elevate others. He elevates himself and a team. But something is amiss. You cannot, with Denver and the Lakers, we watched the Lakers' size wear down mm-hmm. Golden State. Denver's size, they were a bad matchup. All the, I talked to scouts about a potential Golden State-Denver matchup. They're like terrible matchup for Golden State. So they are small with a surplus of guards. You've got size in Boston with no guards that you would start today. Doesn't it feel like something's happening? The only problem is, like, are you really trading Robert Williams, your rim protector? Horford's not. He's not a rim protector. He can defend, and he can switch, and he can hit threes. But I just, I don't, remember, Brad Stevens is a guy who ushered in positionless basketball. Does it have to be Robert Williams? Well, Horford's size, a little, uh, it's, something's going to happen here. Okay, so Horford goes to the Warriors, and who are the Warriors giving the Celtics? Youth, a guy that's not going to take the ball to Jalen Brown's hands, but is a willing defender from a smart culture. And that is? I don't know. Moses Moody, maybe? Somebody else? I mean, Horford's making like 35 mil. I, well, I, I just, this positionless basketball idea where it's like, hey, we've got guys who can handle wings and bigs. It's not like we need a point guard to initiate the offense. Wasn't Boston like one of the highest scoring teams in the league this year? Their offense is not the problem. They basically just, uh, you know, they started 0-3 against Miami, dug out of that hole, and then lost game seven. Tatum got hurt in the first five minutes. Are we overreacting well, to they, Boston not getting back to the finals. That's your opinion is that the offense isn't a problem. But Porzingis is more of an offensive player. They added him. They okay. moved off Marcus Smart, more of a defensive player. Or so, did they move off Marcus Smart because he was soaking up too much of the leadership in the locker room, a veteran, an older guy, cert- kind of gruff. Certainly And possible. hey, you know what? It's Jason Tatum's time. He's 25. He's ready to assume a leadership role. We know he's one of the top five, six players in the league. He could be the leader of our locker room. I'm more bullish on Tatum than you. I, I kind of like how we have this stock game where, like, if Tatum were a stock, I'm all in. I'm loaded up on Tatum. I'm probably buying every day shares of Jason Tatum. You were just, like, lukewarm I, on that. I just don't believe Golden State's done. I just don't I just don't think they are. I think they're going to get a big. Well, but, they had a big in Wiseman, and they had to move him. <laughs> that was a maturity issue. They also won the championship that year. He didn't fit their timeline. I'm not – they're going to go get – a big with experience. They do not have a player. If if Moody, if not, um, Kayvon Looney got hurt. Draymond's their biggest player. Well, Kuminga, can he play any five? I mean, he's 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 like six eight. He's hyper athletic. Okay. Oh, this just hit me. So they don't have a big to handle Jokic. The Lakers had one in Anthony Davis, and he didn't do anything. <laughs> like he could not slow him well, down. It's not just Jokic. It it size is important. It's just it, they didn't match up at all with the Lakers. And by the way. With Aiton and Durant. And and by the way, uh, did you see what the Suns did? They went and got depth and size on the bench. Like Phoenix now's big. Denver's big. Lakers big. By so, the way, Steven Adams, Brandon Clark come back. Memphis is big. Okay, so I'll ask you a team in the West. You tell me if they got better or worse this offseason. Warriors. I think they're just older. So worse. Getting older in the NBA is not better. Yeah, I think they're older. Okay. Lakers. Better. Suns. Better. Okay, take your time on this one. The Nuggets. They're fine. I, I don't. I think that the kid from Kansas who played Brown leaves. He, he, Christian Brown was like end of the game, final five minutes. He's on the court. 
I'm not saying it was a great loss, but I think the Kansas kid, the rookie, will step up, add 10%. He's fine. I think Sacramento, Den- Sacramento Kings. Um, probably because more experienced, better. Their young players will be better. Sacramento's okay. better. Um, Golden State, older. Houston Rockets. See, you're probably um, not there yet. Yeah, they're better. A better team. They got they got Boston's old coach Udoka, no. who flipped the culture kind got of there. Van Vliet's a good player defensively. Yeah, San Antonio better. Dallas Mavericks. Oh, you're just so anti Kyrie. No, I'm, I'm just. just a, if you look at the West, like yeah. 12 teams improved, and, and the, the Warriors, Warriors did not got worse. Clippers. Um, they couldn't. They didn't do anything. They're waiting on James Harden. I'm just. It's weird right now. Warriors Clippers seem to be sagging in the West a little bit. I, what are, the, are the Clippers better? Are you saying, afraid of the Clippers right now in a series? Let's just talk Warriors-Celtics. Both are not as good today, arguably. Now, I do think the way the Warriors look at it is chemistry's better and maturity's better with Chris Paul. So they think their second unit is better. That's fine. Second units don't win titles. That's good for the regular season. Second units don't win titles. Draymond's older. Clay's older. Steph's older. They're older. That's your starting roster. That's your, start, that's your 36 minutes right there. So their backup, their their second unit's better. I I don't, but that's not winning champ. Denver's bench didn't win the championship. It was like 13th out of 16 teams in yeah, scoring. Yeah. So to me, Boston, they got to do something. Golden State's got to do something. They're just not just. There's no proof that Porzingis makes them better. He gets hurt. He's not a locker room guy. There's no proof. He'll take shots away from Jalen Brown on some nights. Ooh. Out on Porzingis. Wow. Not out. I just, you know. He, he just said he's Smart, not a locker room guy. He's not. He's been, he's been uh, somewhat disruptive in his career. He, he struggled again. There's a reason he bounces around the league. Okay. There's a reason there was like outcry when Marcus Smart left. Great locker room guy. Porzingis bounces. When guys start bouncing around the league, Dennis Schroeder. There's usually a reason. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Catino Mobley just got out of the L.A. traffic 11 years, <laughs> former NBA player. He was just talking during the break. His son's going to the Summer League in Vegas, which is actually a lot of fun. Now, it's a little bit of a um, – people get a little delusional if a guy drops 38 points. There's yeah. a lot of average players there. But when Benyama debuts Friday – Right? Doesn't he debut summer Friday, league? Friday. Friday. It's sold out too. Sold out. Sold out. Because he's playing number two pick, Miller. Oh, uh, Brandon, Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller. He's playing them. Uh, they play Charlotte. So it's so it's been sold out for the past week, maybe week and a half. Can't wait. Yeah. It's so crazy. Go back to your career. Wembenyama is viewed as somebody that will get into the twenties like a LeBron rookie year. Uh huh. Best rookie you ever competed against or played with, and did you know immediately in summer league or in camp? Uh, best rookie I ever competed against is LeBron James, by far. It's not even close. So you remember the rookie year? Not even close. Do you remember the first game? I don't much remember the first game, but what I remember about it was that, one, he's big. He was big. Yeah. And he was smart. Like, everything we did... He had something to it. it. wasn't as efficient. Right. But you can tell. I, I always tell people this all the time. When I'm, I'm coaching my son, I'm coaching kids. Uh, I, I say, listen, I don't care about your missed shots. But if you got a kid that can create his own shots at a very young age, whew, he's going to be dangerous if he studies the game. Right, right, right. Because some people can't get their own shots. J.J. Redick, one of the best shooters ever. When he was younger, I don't know. if he Could he, could he create his own shots or did he need picks? Well, I, right? I, I had a scout has told me this before. He goes, if you really examine the league, how many players can get not only their own shot, but a good look every a time? Good, yes. He's like, there's 15 guys in the league. Right. And, and, and like listen, no, really good shot. Right. So did, did, uh, J.J. Redick, Rip Hamilton, Ray Allen. Ray was more of an off-the-dribble guy more right. than those two. But, like, you look at them and, like, wait, they're great shooters, but they need other guys to yeah, pin Jason down. Jason Tatum can get his own shot. Right. And when I see kids do that, 13, 14, I'm like, whoa. Now you just got to study because now it just becomes – it becomes you become more efficient in your game. But you, you spotted LeBron's IQ immediately. I mean, he's just – everything he does – and I think Tracy McGrady said this. They were asking Tracy McGrady about LeBron and Kobe and who would win uh, one versus one. And Tracy was like, I would give the edge to Kobe. Well, Kobe, because Kobe's more of an offensive one-on-one player. Right. LeBron James is a five-on-five 
savant. Yeah. He just like sees everything. So he'll make us four right here, or if it's five of us, he'll make us, us four of us right here. We go to playoffs with him because he just knows how to make everybody feel well, Kobe good. Kobe didn't always elevate others. Right. I say that about Dame. He's mm-hmm. only had one year of over eight assists. Dame mm-hmm. can make the team better and himself better. Mm-hmm. LeBron makes every teammate better. Matthew Dellavedova got paid. <laughs> Dellavedova. And but, hasn't played since. Yeah. Everybody gets paid. <laughs> hasn't no, played since. That's why Jay, every, everybody not, loves Right, Jay? If Austin sense. Reeves is playing for the Wizards, Austin Reeves with LeBron, everybody's like, how about that? And I'm like, how about that? Mm-hmm. Four-year college guy, 10 a game. I like Austin. Mm-hmm. Everybody with LeBron looks great. He may. I thought Mike Miller was done. Mm-hmm. I thought he was vacationing in Europe. He goes to a Heat team and hits buckets. But you know what's funny about Austin Reeves? I'm not saying that if he goes somewhere else that he'll be just as good or better. All I'm saying is when he's playing with somebody with a, such a high IQ and is very anal with this game and understands the game like LeBron, as LeBron's a computer. Yeah. Okay? He's like uh, quantum physics. He's like, <laughs> no, seriously. No. He's that smart. And so, but Austin Reeves, when he plays with him, you can see that LeBron trusts him so much because Austin thinks high level. Well, and Austin also played in college for years. Right. That's why LeBron's got very little interest. Even Andrew Wiggins, one and done at Kansas. LeBron's mm-hmm. like, no, thanks. Give me Kevin Love. All right. Give me Chris Bosh. Right. If you look at who LeBron's worked with, and he worked with Kyrie, but Kyrie had been in the league several years. Mm-hmm. LeBron's got no interest in no matter how talented you are at a 19-year-old. No. But no. but Austin Reeves comes out of Oklahoma. for He's like an, he's like 25 years old. Yeah. And he's played a lot of games. Right. College. So I, I, to your point, I think LeBron, by the way, uh, Alex Caruso was another guy Caruso. LeBron liked playing High with. High IQ. He, just certain guys, the spacing, they know where to be and where not to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, Listen, I like Dame, but this whole idea that if he doesn't go to Miami, he's going to be unhappy. Dame's going to go somewhere. The fans will love him. He'll hit a bunch of baskets. He'll score a bunch of points. I I don't buy that Portland has to send him to Miami. He's not a powder. He's not a villain. It's not who Dame is. If he went to Philadelphia and the fans embraced him, he'd make it work. Like, I I don't buy. I'm hearing now, if he doesn't go to Miami, he'll be very unsatisfied. I want, I'm Portland. I'm not getting Tyler Hero in picks. Mm-hmm. I need something. Right. <laughs> uh, you got to get me. I mean, I got to get me something. So, okay, so this is a tricky thing about Dame, Jay. You think about this, Colin. Dame is amazing in Portland. Yeah. What's scary is that if you leave Portland, the pressure, the true pressure that will be put on you when you leave Portland. So if you go to Miami. Big pressure. The culture is different than Philadelphia. Oh, totally. You got a Joel Embiid who shoots more jump shots than he does dominate down low. So you got two people shooting jumpers. So you're picking rows. Yeah, he's going to stretch the floor. But at the end of the day, I'm a little nervous if you go to Philly. I'm not as nervous as you go to Miami because the, the, the culture and the grittiness. But Max Struess gave Vincent as an eight seed got to the finals. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be satisfied getting knocked out by Boston in the playoffs. For a fact. Boston, the standard for Miami is higher than any franchise in that city by a mile. Right. And they just had an eight seat get to the finals. So so think about the psychological. You know, I always go my psychology in this. You do. Dame came from a really, it was a grit, right? Mid-major, fought his way to the top. State. Right. So he knows what hard work is. When you go to Portland, I'm not saying that uh, was it Terry Scouts uh, was the yeah, coach. Yeah, Terry Stott. Yeah, he was Terry was great. Yeah, more laid back. So Dame, he made himself, and then he got there. Was he really challenged? I don't think so. You go to Pat Riley, then when you were that kid that were fighting to become something, Pat Riley's culture reignites you and boots you back up because Jimmy Butler's not going for it, right? He's pushing Bam. He's pushing this. Pat's in the front office. Eric Spoelstra's the best coach. But if you go to Philly, I just see lackadaisical. So you may drift into that mode because we're all creatures of habits in our surroundings. So I'd rather you go to Miami because now what it's going to bring out is going to bring out that hunger dame when he's 15, 17, 20 that everybody didn't count on me. And now I got these guys pushing that, that line that's inside out. That's what I think. Okay, so I saw this story uh, this morning that uh, Draymond Green throughout the season tried to initiate chemistry with Jordan Poole, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. And so they moved off Jordan Poole. 
but I said, there's not a player over 6'9 on this roster. Everybody in the West feels better. I don't love Dallas's moves. J-Mac does, but they've added pieces, wings, defenders. So Golden State's just older. Now, I do think Chris Paul makes the second unit better, but that doesn't drive you to a championship. It's your first six guys. Like that, that, you know, what do they say? You, have, you, you play eight, but really seven matter. Mm-hmm. So Chris Paul, I think, makes the second unit better. Um, they get pool out. Tell me this whole, because I've seen it fail, Pippen and Barkley. Established stars, Steph and Chris Paul, different games. And there is this feeling that they're smart guys, they'll make it work. But I watched Pippen and Barkley established, go to Houston. It didn't work. Like, just didn't work. Okay, so I was a part of that. So I can tell you about that So I want to say, how do I know, did you know instantly, Barkley, Pippen, not going to work? Because Chris Paul... And Steph, those are opposite games and opposite personalities. Okay, so really quick. Oh, think I know, about, don't take your time on it because no, I remember that team. No, think about this. We're going to get to Chris Paul and we're going to get to uh, uh, Steph in a second. Right. Scottie Pippen is what? Pass, forward, pass first type of point forward. S- slasher. Right. But he's he, even when Mike wasn't there for those couple of years, he wasn't averaging thirty something. But everybody on the team contributed. But he was still the top guy. You got a young Tony Kukoc. You had younger guys, but they were aggressive, which is good. The triangle, right? And then the defense, the whole thing. Scotty needed Mike just like Mike, Mike needed Scotty. Right. You go to Houston. You have an old Charles, not an older, an old Charles. Yeah. And that Charles, Scotty would have worked with when there was a Charles in 94, 93. It wasn't that Charles. Charles is older. You know what I mean? Social life. Didn't want life, to practice. Didn't want to practice. It wasn't, it wasn't that. So Scotty would, and Charles would have did well because Scotty was okay with passing Charles and letting Charles dominate. But when you're that old, dominating is not your thing no more. You're kind of in and out. And Scotty's used to back to backs. Scotty's used to excellence. He wasn't playing back to backs. He wasn't even coming to practice sometimes. Charles wasn't doing. You know what I'm saying? So Scotty's right. like, yo, I'm coming to practice. Where, what are you doing? Right? And you're like, uh, coming in, uh, you know, I don't know what you did the night before. Those type of things. Now let's go to Chris Paul. Chris Paul and Steph and Clay, what was two of the main things that the, the Warriors for years struggled on? Turnovers and rebounding. Okay, we can live with the rebounding, but the turnovers is what changes games. Big time. And Chris doesn't commit a lot of them. There you go. So now let Chris facilitate with Draymond. With the pick and rolls. And maybe Kaminga. And Kaminga. You're going to make Kaminga better. Chris makes all young guys better. So you can make Kaminga better. Now you have Chris, You have Steph and Clay doing something they were doing since they were kids. Just running around, passing, cutting, shooting, spreading the floor for Chris. But they're I, not. Steph's not a pick and roll guy. And, it may, and maybe the Warriors are saying we need that to be more of an element in our game as Steph ages. And Chris provides it. Right. And so now you're saving years for Steph and Clay because they don't have to do as much on the ball, especially Steph. So now Steph is, can hide more. And even if you do that, now Chris with the pick and rolls with Kaminga and Draymond and then Clay's on one side, it's easier for you. Like, like Kevin Durant. I love Kev. But it was easy for him in Golden State <laughs> right. because you have a guy over here and a guy over here that no one would leave, and you're seven feet tall ISOing people. They weren't an ISO team until Kevin got there. Yeah. Right? So now you have Kevin in the middle or Kevin on the wing, and you have Steph at the top or Clay at the top and the other guys over here. Who are you going to help? No one's helping. That's why it's easy. So when you go to Brooklyn so and you Chris go to all these places. It's easier for Steph. It's going to be so much easier for Steph and Clay and Kaminga and Andrew Wiggins, right? So people don't think that's going to happen. If you can play with each other, and, and, and people will argue with me about this, in the Olympics, and you and dominate in every because you know everybody's personality. Chris knows people's personality. Is Chris hard to deal with? Yes, he is. But guess what? That's any leader. You're hard to deal with. You got here. You're not listening to everybody. You pushed your way through. You pushed your way through. There was a lot of adversity that was happening. But you started to listen more to yourself, and then everybody started to respect your word because now they see that what you were saying, oh, it mattered. Oh, it made sense. Oh, it's successful. So let's just go with that. And that's how Chris is. You, when Chris comes into the game, I don't care if it's LeBron or anybody else, Kobe anybody else, guess who's handling that ball coming up the court? 
Chris, Jason Kidd. That's who's handling the ball, and he's going to let them do their thing. I like that. That's just my opinion, right? He's a, he's a true point guard. And he's going to make sure that Steph eats, Clay eats, Kaminga eats, Andrew Wiggins eats, Draymond eats. It's going to be that. And hopefully Kaminga finally eats. We're waiting for that. So now you got to think about is, is Chris – is, going to, is he going to stay healthy? He may because he got Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr's from Kirk, Greg Popovich. It, He's going to save his body. Boom, 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 boom. You don't know. By Kerr signing off on it, is Kerr acknowledging that Curry in Kaminga, Curry will never be able to pull the best out of Kaminga. No. And, and, and Steve Kerr's saying, Michael didn't pull the best out of every teammate, right? right, right. Uh, he and Pippen worked brilliantly together. So Steve Kerr's basically saying, Chris Paul we're not trading Kaminga. We already moved off Wiseman. Mm-hmm. We like Moody. People like Kaminga around the league. Mm-hmm. We got to make Kaminga work. You got to. And Steph's not going to elevate him. But. Chris will. Because really, the, the one thing you can say is they'll turn the ball over less with Chris Paul over Poole. I'm telling you. The only thing that makes them significantly better is if Kaminga finally becomes a 17, 18, 20 point a game guy. And are the Warriors acknowledging he's not going to get there with Steph? It's not a knock on Steph. It's a stylistic reality. For a fact. Chris will elevate Kaminga to an entire... We're concentrating on Chris. It's the Chris Kaminga piece that will elevate the team. DeAndre Ayton. Was this DeAndre Ayton? Is that his name? For the Suns, yeah. Right. So guess what? He pushed him. Because if Chris wasn't there, it would have been a bust. It was a bust. How about this one? Chris irritated the heck out of Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. Where did they go? (laughs) Where, where they since playing with Chris? Where were they? Where where what have they done? Nothing. Exactly, Chris. He may be annoying. I'm telling you, but at the end of the day, he gets the best out of you. He makes your life easier. It's just easier. Who made your life easier in the NBA? Was there a player that you felt literally made your life easier? I think not so much as the NBA. I think my stepfather did that. I think understanding that um, it's life's not about you. You're a part of it. Yeah. Um, and then when you join a team, right? So I played quarterback. I was a boxer. So my trainer in boxing, my dad, right? So I got to listen to him or I'm going to get knocked out, right? So and in, and in, and in, and in football, my offensive line, I got to make sure. And I got to have a run game if I'm going to pass that ball. Right. Right. I just can't keep running. So your stepdad instilled sort of an understanding of community. Community, family, respect, respect each other, the microphone, respect the table, respect the things that are around you because it makes everything whole. Right. Because if you don't do that, then you're taking granted. You can do it yourself then. It's like a mother and a father, the whole battle with that. Right. A mom needs a dad. A dad needs a mom. Right. So make the child. You can't just do it yourself. Only it was only one Mary. (laughs) There was only one of them. Yeah. Everything else, we need each other. So yeah. when you understand that part, especially in some situations like this, like sports, things like that, that's when you start to gel in. In a roundabout way, he just told me why I don't like the Mavericks. Luke and Kyrie play like they don't need anybody. Drives me crazy. Yeah. You got you got it. Jokic needs people. Giannis needs people. And they, they acknowledge it. Oh, it's it's they, their- they acknowledge it, right? Like for Luca, I think he's the most talented. But when you don't take care of your body like you should, that uh, drives me nuts. That to me means you it, you can care, but do you care? Right. You, you understand? Like you can care because now I'm going to look bad if I don't play well. But I can still get past. Like Luca can get past it with like a beer belly. Oh, he'll score thirty games. A beer belly. That, that's, it goes back. Jay, to, keep it a buck. Son, and you a workout guy? No, I tell my daughter when she interviews for a job, don't ask about vacation time. I'm not saying you're not going to work I swear that's nobody, the cra- wa- nobody wants to hear, hey, how many weeks? Save that for the fourth interview if you crush the previous three. Why do you need a vacation? That's right. Hey, I can't until remember the last until you're time older, I took one outside of yesterday. Until you're older, why are so many young people needing a vacation? Thank you. Meditate in the morning for five to ten minutes. That's your vacation. What are we doing? That's right. How many vacations are you going to do? Uh, this guy Wait a minute. lives on a cruise yeah. ship. Catino, you're telling me you don't want to take vacations when you're young? I'll take vacations at, at 10 minutes every single morning. 
Yeah, this is the way to live right Why here. are you taking vacations when you're younger? To see the world, the beautiful world? Yeah, okay. You live on the beach in L.A. Yes, this guy. What is this guy doing? Yeah, I guy love him. looks at sunsets in Peru every night. He's doing curls. He wakes up in the morning, good looking, doing curls, got the beautiful family. He's doing, yeah, okay, yeah, And all he beach. cares about is getting on a cruise ship. What see are we that, doing? He follows me on Instagram. I yeah. can't even get him, this guy, to follow me. Yeah, it's listen, so I, lo I love you guys. I follow both of you guys. I'm I too, love it. too busy working. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.